This is Authors in Focus. Hi, I'm James Reed, a fantasy author publishing under JMD Reed. The first volume of my epic 12-book fantasy series, Shadow the Dragon, is available for purchase. Check out Foundation of Courage. Today, I'm joined by Claudia Blood. She's the author of Company Assassin, Relic Trilogy Book One. How are you doing today, Claudia? I'm great, and how are you? It's Monday, so of course, it's not the best <laughs> day in the world. I always try to put that happy thing on there, because then it makes it like maybe it'll happen if I put some happy energy into it. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Be positive. So, I always like to start things out with a, with a fun question, and it seems appropriate, because what is your favorite day of the week? <laughs> not Monday. Um I, you know, okay, I kind of like Thursdays for an odd reason. I, I Like, I just, like, for whatever reason, it's like, it's not quite the weekend because there's all this stuff going on on the weekend, but your week's almost over, so your workday's almost over, so it's kind of like that nice, I don't know, I like Thursdays. Yeah, that's fine. Um, Most of my jobs I worked, I never had two days off in a row, so really? okay. things like, because I worked, um, I worked places that were, they needed bodies like seven days a week, right? I was Right, right. And if you could do it, they'd keep you, they'd make you do it, yeah. Oh, they did. Trust me. Like, yeah. I went a year where I had like every one of my Saturday, every one of one of my days off mandatory, you know, because they were shorthanded. But and you so, do need time off. I mean, you do need time to like not. Yeah, they gave me one day. Up. They yeah. didn't mandatory me for the other day. But like, uh, so I often had splits where I'd work a couple of days and have a day off, and I actually like that. Yeah, it's kind of nice that way. Yeah. My, my husband's a nurse, and so he does this rotating schedule thing. And every now and again, he'll get, like, just a week off because of the way the schedules are. So he'll work, like, ten days in a row and then have a week off. And I'm always so jealous of that time off, but not of, you know, the ten days in a row part. Well, my roommate has rotating schedule. Like, well, so he used to rotate between days and nights, but he doesn't do that anymore. Okay, that's better, yeah. Uh, but he did a, But he did that for a long time where, like, he would switch from days to nights every two weeks. I couldn't uh, do But anyways, he still works like a, he has like two days on, two days off, three days on, three days off work schedule right. over a two week period. And so like at the right point in his work schedule, he could take two days off and have a really long break. Love it. Yeah. If he takes like his Monday and Tuesday off because he'll, he'll have the weekend off already and then he'll have those two days off and he'll have another two days off before he has to come back to work. Yeah, so. definitely some jealousy there. <laughs> yeah. But then he'll just spend it all at his store because he, he also runs his own business. Cool. On top of his like twelve hour a day manufacturing job, shaking I don't know. my head, you can't see me. <laughs> I don't trust me. Like, to ourselves, yeah. I, I don't know. He doesn't. I don't know when he sleeps. Like, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. He does it. But anyways, we're not All here to talk about my time and hobby time goes into his business. So yeah. Uh, anyway, well, <laughs> in the first the first two years, really, it did. But he um he got people to work at his store for him. Thanks. Just don't ask how he pays them. And um. But, uh, so he lets him have, like, a day off a week, where he'll still end up going to the store anyways, but, like, maybe not, like, until, like, 5 o'clock. And then so he can actually sleep then, nice. Yeah, maybe, I don't know. <laughs> but, anyway, uh, sorry. Yeah, no, sorry. Like I said, you got that rotating schedule where he used to go from days to nights, and it, like he said, it messed his sleeping up. He can't sleep properly anymore. My husband is a cosmic cat napper. I, I can't, he, like, stops moving and he's asleep. And I'm like, how do you do that? Yeah, no, on his days off, I'll just walk out and find my roommate, like, sleeping in his recliner in the living room. 
Nice. Just like with like the TV on or something, <laughs> just in the middle of the day. Like, middle of the day. Right. Yep, he's done. Anyways, uh, how long have you wanted to be an author, Claudia? So, you know, I spent a lot of years like saying I was a writer and not actually writing or like getting so far in the story and then like giving up the ghost because I didn't know what the heck I was doing. So it's been going on for years. And in fact, my uh, I, I, tell, I have a younger sister, two years younger, and uh, I got her to do like this yellow notebook so she could take diction of the story that I was writing, this D&D sort of romance story that I was writing back then. So it's it's been a long time that I've been trying to do this or at least been interested in it. Yeah, I, I know a few people that are like, yeah, I'm I'm a writer. And like, oh, cool. What you writing? I'm like, okay, I need to write it still. And I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> I need to call that Daydreamer. Like, I should have renamed myself a Daydreamer. Yeah, I know the guy. You know, I've known him, like, seven years, and he's yet to actually write anything. I don't know, but that was me in my 20s. I was always like, I'm going to write, but then I never, I played WoW or video games all the time instead of writing. Right, or thought about writing or, you know, whatever. And and then I finally, like, you know, had one of those, like, birthdays, milestone birthdays, and I was like, all right, it's either going to happen or you're giving it up and you're just going to say you're a reader, which there's nothing wrong with that. That's awesome. But, you know, you had to sort of, like, shit or get off the pot kind of thing. <laughs> yeah, I know. I got diagnosed with high blood pressure at 31. Oh, yeah. And so it, it like, scared me. Yeah, And yeah. it finally motivated me to actually start writing. To do, yeah, to actually do it. Because, yeah. So yeah. it's always a little incremental. Even, like, if it's ten words a day, it's ten more words than you had. Yeah, yeah, you have to build up to it. Like, I write all day now because I, I ghostwrite and stuff. So, like, I write, like, 20,000 words a day. I am so and jealous of you, dude. <laughs> you gotta build up to it, and my fingers can be really sore at the end of the day. Like, not my joints necessarily, but the actual muscles of my fingers. Like, you can make those things can get sore, it turns out. Interesting. Huh. Yeah, especially if I haven't been riding at that level for a couple, like, even just for like a week, it, it, I have to get back into it again. Right. So, it sucks taking vacations. Yeah, yeah, I can imagine. I know I'm going to pay for it when I get back to a full writing day. Now, are you a good typist? Like, are you an actual touch typist? Yeah, no, I'm typing. That's going to make it. Okay. Yeah, I type. I can write about 2,800 words an hour. Holy cow. Okay. But ask me how clean my manuscript is. It's not. <laughs> there's there's a price to pay. check is there for a reason. <laughs> <laughs> it's not that. Sometimes I miss, like, little, like, helper words sometimes. Gotcha. Like, they just don't get there. Or, um, you know, homophones. Yep. 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 But uh, you know, that's what editors are for. So let's talk about your novel, The uh, Company Assassin. So Duff, he's turned 18, and that means he's being kicked out of the orphanage. And uh, he's going to starve to death unless he gets hired by a family. And it seems like all sorts of complications happen after that. He is uh, the head of the orphanage. They, they don't have orphanages the way that we do in, in our world. It's on a distant company controlled. It's a jungle planet. Um, and things are really tight, and they're at the bottom of the totem pole. And so they, um, he was actually trying to protect them and did a lot of things that helped them but didn't help him, like, you know, be an adult. And they've got these rules in place that are um, actually pretty sneaky by the people who kind of set this up. But, you know, they want them downtrodden. They want them to be sort of amendable to some different things that they wouldn't be if they weren't desperate. So um, he actually had a lot against him kind of coming out of this. And there's plenty of orphans who disappear and you never hear from again. And it's really just not a great place to be. All right. So that's Dathan. Duff, that's um, Duff. Yep, Roman. Duff Roman. Roman. Yep. Okay. Yep. All right. And then um, how does the assassin fit into this? Is he the assassin or is the assassin after him? So um, how much spoiler do you want? 
How much spoiler do you want is really the question. You're here to pitch, you're here to pitch your book. So you, you feel like you tell whatever amount of spoilers you think will entice readers. So the, the, the gist of it is, is they, um, the head of the company actually uses the, uh, orphanage as where they look for assassins. So they actually, if they're, you know, pretty well, um, have a lot of skills, they will actually try to recruit them from the orphanage. And it's, you know, a better choice than others. So, Z, the head of one of the, the Z crew, uh, he was an assassin. He was from that orphanage and he escaped and he's one of the very few that actually escaped kind of the assassin, uh, setup that they have going on. So that's where the assassins come in. And there's more than one assassin because, you know, there's been, there's a lot of orphanages. There's our orphans in the orphanage because it's a dangerous planet. That's how the assassins fit in. And they have one who's actually out to get both Z and Duff. Okay. And Z is? Zachariah. He is the, um, he comes in uh, the second chapter. He knows stuff from before, and he's actually on his way back to town to uh, try and save him from the head of the company, who's my favorite character, Ravine. She's the matriarch, I guess you could say, of the company that controls the planet, and she's got her own agenda, and he's trying to thwart her plans on uh, basically killing Duff. Gotcha. And so... Duff's just in for a roller coaster of dodging assassins and trying to figure out what's going on and how oh, to survive. And them. Monsters too, like this is oh yeah, jungle with like crazy alien monsters. I love alien monsters. Um, I kept like sending uh, pictures of things that I wanted to put into this book to the editor that I use, and I kept creeping her out. She's like, "Stop, stop sending me pictures of these things." <laughs> yeah, fair enough. It um. Oh, it reminds me of something from Warhammer, and um, I'm blanking on the name, which is really sad, because it's a really famous planet in the world with a really famous group of soldiers that come from it. But it's a it's a death jungle world, yep. and uh, that's why they're really good soldiers, because they're the ones that survive. That survive, yeah. 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 But um, there's also something that um, Frank Herbert wrote. That was some weird trilogy he wrote, which is about like these colonists on a planet that is absolutely, like everything on the planet it just kills you. It's just absolutely horrible to be there. It's like, it's like the plants have like acidic fluids and stuff. It's oh, horrible. of course, right? Yeah. It would be crazy not to. And it's not probably that level that every step is a landmine, but there are definitely some creatures out there who um, do not like humans. And then there's also these demons that are out there that are, um, and they call them demons. They're not actually like demons from hell or anything like that, but they're um, acidic, like you're talking about, and they kind of have uh, spines. And um, they're used, <laughs> you find out that um, Ravine is actually in cahoots with them a little bit and is using them also as a death squad. So sends the demons in to try and uh, make things better for her. Okay, awesome. Sounds like a really uh, great story with a lot going on. And it's the uh, first book in a trilogy, series, duology, yes, trilogy. Okay. Trilogy, yes, sir. Yep. Right. And the trilogy is done, so end to end is complete. Yeah, for you binge readers out there, you can just go and you can just read through it all in one day or however. You yep. know, some of those binge readers, it's just like, yeah, I've read all your books. I'm like, oh, cool. Like, yep. Yeah, no, just, I just started yesterday. I'm like, oh, wow. I wish I had free time like that. <laughs> I, I, I uh, When I'm avoiding writing, that is my one guilty pleasure. I love binge reading. And with the Amazon app no longer letting you like buy the next in series, that's so... It like puts that little extra friction between me and the next book. Well, yeah, you're. Well, if you, yeah, because uh, that would be Google. Yeah. I mean, they're yeah. they're greedy cut. Yeah. Like, man, it's a huge cut that it's they want. A huge cut. Yeah. And uh, I'm like, I hear people complain. They're like, listen, Amazon 
is either going to charge you for that or they're going to take it out of my wallet. And so it's not a, there's no winning there. There's no winning there. So I came yeah. up with a workaround. So I basically have a browser open that's on Amazon so I can like go over and do the search and buy it. Yeah. So definitely into workarounds. I, I read on my Kindle. So it's just Amazon's Kindle so I can buy off of the Kindle. So nice. yeah, or I just buy off the website because I'm on my computer all day. And then I just binge read trashy Japanese line novels. Fun. Yeah, they're like 30,000 words, so you can get through them pretty fast. There's nothing yeah. satisfying about that. It's like, I hit the end. It's like, yeah, I'm I'm making progress. Yeah, it's a really short book, but it's progress. It's clearing off my TBR. Oh, you know, what's that? There's 16 more volumes in the series? Oh, no, that's the problem, <laughs> though. The they are, yep. Yeah, like you, you go from, like, I thought this is great. Then you're like, oh, there's like more. Oh, no. That is so fun. I, I do have to warn people, though, that if you do like the second book, and I apologize, it is a cliffhanger on the end of the second book. Um, I didn't have there. There was no other way I could figure out to make that satisfying. So sorry. That's fine. I it's like to throw trilogy, my cliff- right. So yeah, I like to throw my cliffhangers in like in a five book series, starting on book three. Like mm-hmm. you got through the first two books, and I gave you complete, basically complete story. But now I'm going to cliffhanger you because I figure you're already invested. So right. let's just go on the roller coaster. Exactly. Although I think I did my twelve book series and I didn't cliffhanger at once. Really? Yeah. How did I do that? Like, I, I mean, you always end the book knowing there's going to be more, yeah. but, like, it never ended on, like, oh, no, how are the characters going to get out of this right. situation? They're on the top of the mountain with dragons on all sides or whatever sort of thing. Yeah, no. Yeah, no, it, it always <laughs> ends on, like, they've accomplished a goal, and they've maybe had a battle, and now they're, like, okay, there's a little bit of reflection, we know what our next step is, you know, but there's not, like, you know, they're in immediate peril. Okay, yeah, they accomplished the goal in the third or the second book, but they are in immediate peril because yeah. you know everything's disintegrating around them, kind of thing. So yeah, that's, yeah, I love like I don't have a problem with cliffhangers as long as I know. Like if I go in thinking it's not a cliffhanger and it is, oh, I get so mad. I just like to know like I'm fine with a cliffhanger if like I know like they're going to finish it. Right. Right. So that's just right. You know. So, like, if the series is, like, you know, published or something, then it, it, Cliffhanger's a lot more palpable. And you're like, oh, good, the next book, I can just go buy the next book. Awesome. Yep, I agree with you 100%. And I'll even, like, not start a series because I was like, nope, I'm waiting for that last book to come out before I buy the series. I've done that, yeah. I've yeah. done that. Um, um, sometimes in, like, fantasy series, because I, I just didn't, because, you know, like, um, I've read epic fantasy series, and I know the wait for books. Mm-hmm. I'm looking at George R. R. Martin. Um, okay, I'm looking at you, man. <laughs> oh, I really regret ever starting that series, just because it, I have that like I have that itch where the story's not complete. Yeah, and I, 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 I sometimes if it's really bad, I'll just make up my own damn ending. I mean, like I can't even I can't even use the TV show because the TV show has such a garbage ending. <laughs> so, right. Right. I'm like I have, and I want to have faith. Like George R. R. Martin, you're a good author. I can't believe you'd have that. That garbage was your planned ending, or if that was your planned ending, you would have pulled it off. Like because I do right. think he's a really great writer. I just uh, wish you'd write it. Wish you get it out there exactly. Apparently, he's actually writing it again for like the first time in five years or something like that. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, he's like, I'm going to finally start writing the Tyrion chapters of Book Six, and you're like, you haven't written any Tyrion chapters and. Eight, nine, ten, eleven years? Oh. Hope you still remember how to write Tyrion. <laughs> but anyway, that's <laughs> And there's like the other ones, like I'm glad I didn't like um In the Name of the Wind, like by uh what's his name? But like it's that the Kingslayer Chronicle, I think it's called. That okay. everyone really likes the first two books and it's been like twelve years. Uh. 
and indeed, like the last book's never come out. Like I'm glad I did not like that. Book. I, I actually wonder if there isn't like because the third book in the trilogy, I really struggled with like trying to get all of those through lines and getting like an sure. ending that was satisfying. And I, I could that. see that being like a super daunting thing, especially if you have popularity on top of that. I, I get that. Like George R. R. Martin has a very complicated story, mm-hmm. and I kind of and he's a gardener, so he's. He has, like, a really complicated series that is built on foreshadowing, and he's very good at that, but at the same time, he is kind of winging it. So, I mean, he did write himself into a corner. That's what delayed Dance of Dragons for so many years, because he just he couldn't figure out how to get the characters to move around to make the plot work. That's the worst. Yeah, so, I mean, I'm, I assume he, he wrote himself to another corner with book six. So maybe I mean, it would make sense, yeah. Yeah. But, uh, so, yeah, no, I felt that, like, on as I got to the end of my 12-book series, I really felt the pressure, like I had never felt before on writing a book. Because you want it to be good, right? Like, you want to put all those endings together and have people be like, yes, this is the satisfying ending, not like, you know, the series you get sometimes and you read the last book and you're like, wah, wah, wah. Yeah, and I, I'll admit, that I, that pressure actually made me procrastinate a bit. Like, I kind of just wanted to, like, not get yeah. into it. And I kind of had it made myself. But so I, I do get it. But um, as a reader... Who, I hate it. As a reader, I hate it. Like, don't do that to me. I'm invested. Get it done. Yeah. And then I'd be like Brandon Sanderson, and that dude just churns out books for, a, like, a trad pub author. Yeah. That dude's like, he's like an indie author who somehow got trad published. Which is amazing. Yep. But, like, uh, at least, yeah, I remember when he took over the Wheel of Time, and they said, like, all right, you're going to finish the Wheel of Time, because that was my favorite book series, and I was really crushed when, you know, Robert Jordan died before right, he was able right. to finish it. And I bought his Mistborn trilogy, and I was too scared to read it, because I was like, what if this sucks? <laughs> 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 this is the guy who's going to finish the Wheel of Time. So I like I never look up authors, right? Like, because I don't want to know. I love your work, and I love this, but I don't want to hear something about you that's going to, like, sour my appreciation of your of your work. Yeah, yeah, that too. That's, that's another thing. You just, I don't know. I just, uh, you just, I hear authors say things. I'm just like, all right, you know what? I'm just going to just read your books and just not listen to the nonsense you post yeah. on Twitter. Stephen <laughs> King. Um, <laughs> Twitter's the worst. It is. For that. I mean, yeah. But anyways, um, so uh, you have this trilogy written. What are yeah. you working on? Anything else? I am. So I, um, okay, this is going to sound really crazy, but I love Ravine. She is, uh, but she was part of the inspiration for the trilogy. And, um, she is a brilliant scientist who lost her daughter and is super guilty over it and is actually trying to, uh, go back in time and save her. That's part of the premise of the book. And so I'm in the middle of writing, um, I don't know if it's going to be a novel or novella. We'll see how it plays out. But, um, her story, like how she got things set up. And it's part of, uh, I'm calling it, I think I'm going to call it, uh, Renegades Rising. And it's going to be um, four books with four different women who are in these just really crazy situations. And uh, I think it's going to culminate with a book called Hostile Takeover, which is where they, uh, all the lines come together. And I'm, I'm totally going to regret saying that that book has everything in it. But I think it's all going to come together and kind of set up that world. So. Awesome. That sounds great. Oh, well, uh, man, time flew. It's been been really great talking with you, Claudia. If you want to let the listeners know where they can uh, connect with you on the Internet. Uh, ClaudiaBlood.com. That's the best place, and it links to everything else. Awesome. Well, I had a great time chatting with you, Claudia. Yeah, I had a great time chatting with you. It was really nice. Thank you. So you have yourself a great day. You too. (laughs) Bye-bye. 
This has been Authors in Focus. You can find my fantasy novels on Amazon. Follow news of my writing at my blog, jmd-read.com, and follow me on Twitter at jmdread. You can also join my reader group on Facebook, Fantastical Worlds of the Imagination. You can find more episodes of the podcast at fantasy-focus.com and wherever your favorite podcast is hosted.